Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening, I'm Clarence Boone, and welcome to Bring It On, a multiple award-winning radio broadcast in our 19th year as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community. Good evening, I'm Liz Mitchell. Woke is a term that generally refers to awareness of issues related to racism, discrimination, and social justice, and supportive policies or cultural changes to address purported injustices and institute more social uh, equity and equality. Many on the political right and some in the center in several Western countries began sarcastically using the term as a pejorative for various leftist and progressive movements and ideologies. In turn, some commentators came to consider woke an offensive term that disparages persons who promote progressive ideas involving identity and race. One can only imagine the frustration brought about when several different definitions have been used or hijacked for ulterior motives. To help us better understand the concept and origins of wokeness, we have invited Artina Carter, Chief of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion for the Huron-Clinton Metro Parks on Southeastern Michigan, in Southeast Michigan. Uh, to join us this evening. Artina, please welcome and thank you for coming to Bring It On. Thank you for inviting me. Artina, it's, it's really a delight to have you. And um, I shared before we went live, well, well, before we recorded this interview, just how we had a chance meeting at a conference um, back in the early part of October. And in one of the sessions, um, which was sort of billed for um, professionals of color, the topic came up of wokeness and little did we realize that you had done extensive research on that. And to our amazement, you articulated in, in a brief amount of time uh, what wokeness really means and the origins and not that it's a recent phenomenon that this dates back years and years. And you also had a PowerPoint presentation that you made available to our colleagues. And because of that, I said, we have to have you on the show to talk about it. But before we get into that conversation, please acquaint our listeners to who is Artina Carter, your role in the uh, Huron Clinton Metro Parks in, in southeastern Michigan and, and other things that you're involved with. Okay, so I am, as you said, I'm the Chief of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion for the Huron Clinton Metro Parks, which is a regional park system in southeast Michigan. We have 13 parks covering um, five counties. Um, and we are open 365 days a year. Um, as a chief of, D of DEI, my job is to do a few things. So one, because the organization I work in, I work for, when I arrived there, they were 97 and a half percent white. Um, so I was there to start the process of trying to bring more diversity into the, into the, 
um, work sites. Then I'm also, um, I, I work in accessibility. So we're always trying to make our parks accessible to the most people. Um, we, I, I help with, you know, like outreach and, and, and making sure that our parks are a, the best, um, but also, uh, the most welcoming, um, given that we can't just like replace all of our employees who are, who are wonderful. We still had to, recognize that we had to build in new systems to make to add diversity so you know because every system is designed to produce what it produces and ours was producing a lot of white employees and so we had to go in and start disrupting those systems and um now what got you started on this quest to understand woke so i am you know, I've, I've been doing, you know, DEI work in, in, in a number of places for over 20 years. And so I, I'm very familiar with the co-opting of terms. I'm very familiar with how, um, you know, politicians like to take things and, and, and just blow them up when they really don't mean anything. And I'm really, you know, I'm, I've been watching this stuff for a long time. You know, I'm not new to this. So woke, you know, I had, I have an advisory team at my job that we put together and they had asked me a question about it, right? Like why is, and this is around when DeSantis started talking about it a lot, like all these anti-woke things. And, and they were like, why is woke such a big deal? You know, what does woke mean? And, you know, so when we hear that kind of stuff, instead of just telling this one little group, we put together this, uh, what we call DEI conversations, um, which is one of the boosts that we have in my organization. So between training, we do different kind of things to, um, educate our staff. Um, and DEI conversations is one of those. And so I just thought, you know what, we, we're, we just want to have a conversation about it, right? I mean, I didn't know what the whole history was at the time, but I knew it wasn't new and I knew what woke meant. And I know that, you know, my parents coming out of the sixties and they knew what woke meant. So it's like, I knew it wasn't new. So we just put together, um, a, um, a PowerPoint and we got everybody on Zoom and we just went through it and, um, and, and, and we got a lot of feedback from that. Like a lot of people were surprised and shocked and, 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 and was like, okay, you know, I, we get it now. So, you know, it, it worked out. I'd like to ask. The, yes. Um, uh, with all the problems in Florida, Florida, I'm sure there are a multitude of problems that could really help people than for people. Why would anybody politicize woke? What is that going to do? to help anybody to be, you know, be anti-woke. Can you help me understand, help help me wrap my brain around that? So you, your brain is wrapped around it just fine. The, it's a <laughs> flashpoint, right? It's just a flashpoint. People talk about wokeness because they want to distract you, right? They just want to, they just want to, anything that'll distract you to get you to think the way they want you to think and everything. But what I, you know, what I tell people all the time is like, okay, so if you know what woke means, and somebody telling you not to be that. So to be woke is to be aware, right? So pay attention. You know, you know, if, if somebody's telling you not to pay attention, shouldn't you pay attention? I mean, you know what I mean? So you should be more woke, not less. And so when people start talking about anti-woke, I'm like, so basically they're telling you to stay stupid or stay ignorant. It's just a way of people, it's just a way for folks to say, um, you know, basically don't pay attention. And if you're paying attention, you're, you're a traitor. You're not, you know, this or that, you know. So I just remind people, you know, if if woke means stay awake and people don't want you to stay awake, what should you do? Yeah. You know, well, so that, that puts it on on my level. <laughs> I well, like that, yeah. Well, well, one more uh, follow-up to what Liz just said. Um, DeSantis and, and his rationale for imposing uh, the bans 
on curriculum and then attacking this one school that was a pro- progressive school and wanted to make them an example as well as take on one of the nation's largest entertainment centers and a whole host of other things. He said that he didn't want children in Florida to develop, I guess, complexes and feel bad about themselves. Hmm. I mean, so he takes this leap of saying, well, if you get woke, then you're going to find out things that you really, that we really don't want you to find out because it'll damage your psyche. Can you, can you try to get in his mind for a second and explain his rationale? So being in DeSantis' mind is never a place I ever wanted to be. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. I would say you, you have to listen to that because I've heard that a lot. Like, you know, we don't want, you know, kids to be, you know, to feel bad. Who? What kids? Because you're not talking about the black ones that you are taking all their education out of schools. You're not talking about them. You don't care if the, the children of color feel bad. You just care about white kids. But you don't say that because you're not you're not brave enough to say that. Right. And if you say that, people gonna know exactly what you're talking about. So you say, well, I don't want we don't want kids to have a complex. We don't want my thing is, OK, so you're saying you don't want your kids to know the truth because, you know, you're dirty and, you know, when they find out you're dirty, these kids today, they ain't playing. It don't, it don't matter. They're black or white. They ain't playing. They, you, they see something foul. They call that stuff out. Gen Z is a whole different breed. And I'm like, they are terrified. So after George Floyd died, I mean, he was murdered. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Murdered. Um, you saw in like Mississippi having protests with 98% white people. You saw these young people, they not, they're not playing. And DeSantis and his ilk, they know that. And if you start, if you start showing and demonstrating and teaching what has happened in this country to create the, the system we're in right now, those people are not going to fall in line with that. And so you got to find a way to keep them ignorant. And this is the way you do that. You're not concerned about, you know, kids, you know, kids will feel bad. You're not concerned about all the kids. You're concerned about your kids. And so be clear about, you know, which, but that, that's not the political way, right? I'm not, I'm not a creature of politics. I, I, I just, I'm just not, cause I, I, I like truth, right? That's, that's what I believe in. Even if it don't, don't suit me, I don't like it. As long as it's truth, like I can live with it. Um, but that's what they all do, right? It's just, oh, well, you know, we just want to protect our kids from what? From the stuff you still do every day? You know, you want to stop them from learning, but you don't want to stop doing it. Right. So it's just that, that whole like kind of sweeping it under the rug. So and, and that would extend to um, working through school boards to take curriculum or books out yeah. of libraries, um, yeah. coming over and, and co-opting or hijacking school board meetings. Right. The, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the whole idea of banning books, that's not new. Right. But you notice you only ban books of color. So when I was growing up, they had banned Judy Bloom. Um, they had just banned, they banned Catcher in the Rye, they banned um, Mark Twain, uh, I mean Huckleberry Finn, sorry, uh, Huckleberry Finn, and, you know, other books. 1984 was banned at one point. What I, ask me, have I read all of them? Yes, I did, because they was banned. I probably would have never picked none of them up if they hadn't even said they was banned. You know what I'm saying? But the other thing is, this, and this is the thing we talk about a lot in my, in my job, is we talk about this whole idea around, you may not agree with something, and you don't want your kids exposed to that thing. But you have no right to tell me what to expose my children to. So if you are going to do that, you know, if we're going to have that conversation, that's the, and that's what I say to people. I'm like, listen, you don't have to agree with this. You, might, you don't have to like this at all. But don't you dare tell me what I need to like. Or don't you tell me what I need to expose my kids to. I'm their parent. I get to make that choice, not you. And so, and, and, and you would find people who have those, like, 
you know, those, those tendencies to want to ban everything for everybody. When you push back on that, oh, I'm just trying to help. You're not helping. I, I have my keys. I don't need you. Yes, I'm sorry. I know. I, I just one last follow up. They'll use your rationale. They'll use they use your rationale, Artina, to justify commandeering school board meetings because they don't want teachers to impart in their kids all this uh, the fallacies of history or whatever. Which, if they do the research, no, it's not a fallacy. But we don't want teachers to teach X, Y, Z. We want them to teach A, B, C. We don't need to go down that path. And I am the parent. And how dare you tell me what you're going to So this works on, on both sides. And, and, and there is, that's where the tension is. It, it works on both sides, but the same parents who are fighting with the curriculum, the same people banning books. They're not different. They're the same group. You know what I mean? And then the other thing is, this is what I think is fun. You, you said, you know, you said the word fallacy, like the fallacy of history. So do you remember in Texas a few years ago, there was a, a book that, that classified enslaved people as workers? This is in a textbook in Texas. So ain't that, that's a fallacy. Didn't anybody push back on that? But, but they learned skills. They, they got skills. They, they learned how to be blacks. Yeah. And yeah. And then, I mean, and then you have like, I don't know if you know who, uh, Prager U is. So Prager U is this fake university that produces all of these like animated history pieces. Right. And so they have, they just have released one on Frederick Douglass. And basically it was saying that, you know, Frederick Douglass, you know, you know, he had to separate from the white, the white abolitionists because they wanted to burn everything down. And he was more about coalition building and whatever. I said, oh, oh my, I couldn't believe it. I was just, I was looking at, I was stunned. I was just looking at that stunned. And I'm like, wow, because it was just enough truth in it to make you not pay attention to the lie. If you don't know who Frederick Douglass is, that whole thing will shape your view of him. You know, they doing that. That's a fallacy. They got one on Christopher Columbus that basically say he enslaved the the um the people in the Caribbean because they were cannibals. There's no proof to say that those people were cannibals. You just an enslaver. Just just live and then and then say, well, you really can't hold people accountable for what they did in their own time. We still shouldn't celebrate it though. I mean, this is what these are you we talk about historical fallacies. We talk about people who want their kids to know the truth, but that's what they're pushing. Is that is that it is it is not the fallacy is that they want the truth. That's the fallacy because they don't. Well, I have a problem with keeping our kids ignorant. The world knows the truth. And when people come here, when young people come here to get educated, they know American history better than our kids. And that's a shame. And I'm asking the question, are we in the land of the free or you have to ask yourself, are we free? You're going to ban a book from me like I can't ban it myself. If I don't want to read a book, I won't read it. So are we free? And are you going to continue to embrace people that's going to reduce your freedoms? That is the question. I think a lot of of the challenge is that, number one, we don't learn history. We don't learn it, right? Because if you ask somebody today, because I used to teach, I taught at um, University of Michigan Flint for like 17 years. Uh-huh. And we would ask our students, okay, so who freed the slaves? And they all would say, Abraham Lincoln. And I'm like, okay, he didn't. So Congress freed the slaves. It wasn't him. I mean, he pushed it for his own reasons, but, you know, it was it was an act of Congress. And so they didn't, you know, they usually don't know that because that's not something that we learn. 
young people come to this country and the reason they know U.S. history is because they learn it from their perspective. Everybody learns history from their perspective. So if you're from Great Britain or from England, you are going to learn about the revolution, the Revolutionary War in a whole different way than you will if you hear from the United States, right? Because we're going to teach it our way and they're going to teach it their way. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that we don't teach history in a way that, that people can actually learn it and actually grow from it. We teach it in these very like little snippets, like they're not connected to anything. And then we we want to we want to kind of whitewash the the real realization of who our founding fathers were. Um, now we're trying to rebrand them as Christian, and they were not. Most of them were not. Some of them were, but most of them were not Christian. Many of them were atheists. We're we're trying to brand, rebrand everything so that we can obtain this this white power structure that is so critical to the success of all those people like DeSantis. But it's, it's you know, that's that's what it is. We got to keep people at a certain level of knowledge so that they don't challenge, you know, all those things that need to be challenged, right? So, you know, I, again, I, I, I have a degree in history. I love history. It is a passion of mine. And I just, I'm always upset when I see, even no matter how, no matter how you slant it, right? Just, just tell the truth. Yeah, well, if, if if for our listeners that have just tuned in, if, if you've just tuned in and you've heard this impassioned woman give a perspective on American history and uh, the fallacy that oftentimes is intertwined in American history, and that is true, and a lot of countries too. I mean, a lot of countries, they twist and flip the script, as they say. Uh, you've just heard Martina Carter, who is Chief of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for the Huron-Clinton Metro Parks in Southeast Michigan. Uh, she's here. She's done research on the concept of wokeness. And we've been, Liz and I have been asking her questions. And we first sort of talked about uh, the efforts to co-opt uh, the term and to spin it and twist it. And I'll go a little further to say it's been now, in, in, in the words of some, been used as, as a pejorative dog whistle and, you know, a lot of tactics are used to speak over our heads, below the radar, if you will. Can you talk about those efforts and people that know they're doing it, but want to shape and form the narrative? And, and how damaging can that be if we don't take the time to learn it? Because you ask 10 people to define woke, maybe two will have the same answer. So what are your thoughts on that? So I, I think it, it just, it's just in line with everything else. I mean, woke has been, you know, everybody's using it, right? So if you're a progressive, you're using it. It's a, it's a majority if you're progressive. Because if you're progressive, you're looking at woke. It's like, okay, um, you know, yeah, you got a woman president, but you don't pay your people enough to pay rent. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you that that's that's not that's not legitimately woke in a in the mind of a progressive. Somebody who's in the center is going to probably say, you know, they'll they'll look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, I understand what wokeness is. I support justice. I can see the injustice, you know, and we have to pay attention because if we're going to make change, we got to actually just really pay attention, right? Um, and then on the right, it's it's a whole different. I mean, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm going to read this definition to you because I when I read this, I I just love it. Um, so those who see woke on the right, um, they see it as having a negative connotation, typically deny the structural inequality exists um, due to racism and discrimination in the United States. 
and attribute unequal outcomes to something other than unconscious bias. Now you gotta, you gotta listen to the definition, right? Cause it's a whole lot in here to unpack already. And it says people with this perspective use the term woke to describe people and corporations that they see as either misguided or deliberately in implementing a radical and sinister agenda to upset traditional Western norms and values that have historically served to create a free and healthy society. Now, okay, so yeah. ask your question about that, right? So now yeah. you have people who are saying that there is no racial injustice or discrimination, you know, in, or inequality based on those things in the U.S. We know that's that's wrong, right? That's we know right. That. That's right. There's yeah. data to support that, data that people way smarter than me have collected, have been collecting it for years, you know, blah, blah, blah. We know that it's not true. And then they say that people who use the word woke or people who um, use that, you know, have the perspective about staying woke or whatnot, then, you know, they're trying to do, they're misguided. And they're deliberately implementing a radical and sinister agenda to upset traditional, traditional. norms and values. Now, what is a traditional? Uh, uh, traditional norms, norms yeah, of Western norms. Yeah. Well, what is that? Whiteness. <laughs> That's what that is. It's also like the whole premise of whiteness, right? And, and to basically disturb the values that have historically served to create a free and healthy environment. Now, who... Miss Liz, you asked me who was free, and Who's free? we know we're not, we know we're not healthy, right? As a, as a nation, we are not healthy. They have better health outcomes in third world countries than we have in the United States, and that's for real. So it's like okay, for real. So when we talk about you know what the right is doing and how they're using this, they, this is the rallying point. This is what they push with the teach. So people get so angry. You're trying to upend you know this great democracy. Really? Is that what we're doing? By paying attention? How does paying attention upend society? It can, if you pay attention and do something about it, right? So the the idea is to keep you from even focusing on it. We, we can't let you look at it. We don't want you to think about it. We don't want people to introduce it to you. We just want you to, you know, just... Well, to, to your point, status reached way back and unpacked a lie. He said, well, when you look at slavery... We were actually helping these people. And, and, and I'll stop right there to say that I don't know if this, this is not verbatim, but this part is. They learned skills and trades, such as being a blacksmith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? First of all, <laughs> that man, he's a professor in Michigan, just so you know. And I was really upset about that. But that whole idea about learning skills, number one, Many slaves came over. He was many enslaved people who were stolen from their land came over. He was skilled. They weren't taught that here. That's they came right. Here with that, so they they knew how to grow stuff. They knew how to build stuff. They knew stuff, right? They didn't, you know. I mean, you know. So they had skills. But the people who did learn specific skills like that, they learned them to the to slave the slave owners' benefit. They didn't get to benefit from that knowledge. So you may have gave given me a skill, but you still took all the resource from it. So I'm still. I know how to be a blacksmith, but I ain't making nothing from it. Now, you name one white person who's going to get trained to do something and don't expect to earn anything from it. And that's what, that's what I'm I, like. I'm like, okay, you, I, yeah, they, they got, they had skills, but 
but they couldn't use those skills. You know, like the first black hole to ever be passed was a black hole that said, if you did not, if a black person did not, if a formerly enslaved person did not um, work on a farm or work in agriculture, they had to pay a $10 a year like toll. $10 in the 1800s is a lot of money. And you ain't got a, you don't have no job, you don't know how to read, you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't have, you don't have anything, right? You, you were, you were, they, they, they said you were free and they just turned you loose. They didn't give you anything. They didn't say, well, hey, you know what? You worked so hard. Let me give you a little something, something, nothing. And then they passed up one of the first black codes was to, you had to stay in agriculture. And that's where a lot of the vagrancy uh, laws came from. Because yeah. people don't want to do that. Because people don't, I mean, people don't do it, but you couldn't, they, they, that's when we start talking about, you know, what they don't want people to know. They don't want people to know how the systems that were created perpetuated all of this stuff. We want, we just want to say, well, you know, the slaves were freed and, and, you know, 1865 and, you know, all running up with everything's all good. It's like, but you don't even think about, okay, well, you freed them, but you, they didn't know how to read. You didn't give them anything. They had to go. And then for a short, uh, quite a few were able to, uh, during Reconstruction, mm -hmm. they saw the leaps and bounds and and what we could do if we just had a chance. Yes. And then laws were passed to stop that. So if you were making money, especially in New York, if you were somehow able to open up a shop, which some people were able to do, they passed laws that whites couldn't go into those shops. So you have to know the whole history that every law that was passed in America to help African-Americans, then the script was flipped. Absolutely. It helped for a little bit. The script was flipped. And then you had no help. That continues today. Yeah. No help. My question is, and I'd like everybody to think about this, criticizing woke, criticizing paying attention. Is this pushback because there has been this media or social thing going on about the browning of America? So it's like a person drowning and you're grasping at anything, air, anything. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of think... I? I'm thinking it it kind of goes along with that. I'm so afraid of the browning of America, afraid to lose power, that you're going to throw up this as a, uh, and politicize being woke, being a person that's paying attention. Yes, it is pushback. So if, if you look at the, so in the, in the, the PowerPoint that I, I gave to Clarence, um, there's a, a timeline in there, and it talks about like when woke was first you know, brought in a lexicon and that was like Marcus Garvey and then you keep on moving forward. Um, but there's a gap. So when when the right got a hold to it, it was right around 2020, right? When the white people, when, when the conservatives decided that woke was the thing. And and what so what was going on in 2020? Well, you know, you got Trayvon Martin, you got, you know, uh, Amon Arbery, you got, you got George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you have all of these murders that's happening and people are really like focused on the police they focus on the police department and and in all of these ways in which the police serve as a extension of the slave patrols which is their origin anyway so you have this whole conversation about you know what is going on and all these people are angry at the police so now you got to kind of deflect that 
right? So it, it becomes woke becomes this whole different thing, right? It just becomes this whole thing. Because in the black in the Black Lives Matter movement, they they would have signs say stay woke, you know, stay woke, stay woke. Woke bitch became the word. It became the word. It's easy to grasp, it's easy to get, and all you gotta do is reframe it. And if you reframe it for people who don't think about it, you know, whatever the Santa say, there's people who gonna just, you know, eat that up and they're gonna they're gonna embrace it and they're gonna go along with it. And that is what the time when it happened. So it's definitely pushback. It's a way to get us to refocus, to focus on something else. Instead of focusing on what's in front of us, the challenges we're having with policing in this country that we've had for a very, very, very long time, they want us to focus on this. So if we can get, get a, a good number of people to focus on, on woke, then we can, you know, we can solve all this other kind of stuff. You know, I, re- I remember I was on a panel, um, Right as Black Lives Matter started, right? I was on a planet, uh, so I was on this panel and we, we had this conversation. We had this police officer on there. We had a couple of police officers and, you know, a couple of, uh, a, a pastor was on there and, you know, all that stuff. We had this conversation about, um, you know, like that, you know, that whole all, all lives matter thing. And so the lady was saying, one of the people were saying, well, I'm just, I'm one of the questions that came out, I was, well, I'm just upset because you know, police, they risk their lives. They do these things and they're always at risk and, 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 and nobody wants to get that phone call. So I just looked, I just said to her, I said, okay, so I used to be married to a fireman, right? So I understand not wanting to get in the call. I said, but let me tell you what other call I don't want. I don't want the call saying that my son was shot on his, on his couch eating ice cream. I don't want the call saying that my baby was asleep and somebody shot him. A policeman shot him because they was in the wrong apartment. I don't want that call either. I said, see, we always so conscious about what we don't want. We don't think about the other side. And if we were, we had, you know, like, I couldn't say any level of humanity, but if we were like <laughs> true people, because this is a church. So you're a true person of Christ. You, how do you not see the other side of stuff? How do you not do that? And, 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 and they do, it happens because you get to, we get to distract people. So being woke means that you're going to see all this stuff they're talking about. You're going to see all these problems that they're saying, and they don't really exist. And the police is only responding to the threat that they see in these black and brown neighborhoods. So, you know, and they say that. Bill Barr said that, right? The attorney general at the time, he said that. So it's just, it's just, it's always, it's, you're always going to get pushed back. You're always going to have retrenchment, but you have to stay woke and pay attention so you can be able to, to, to push back on that and actually, you know, maybe help other people understand it. Artina, would you, I like your timeline that you put out there. Would you please tell our listening audience, uh, give them that timeline when, uh, that you shared with us when woke first appeared and by who and, and those, what you sent us. Okay. So the, the first mention of woke in the lexicon happened around 1923. Excuse me. And it was, it came from, um, a, um, from the activist Mar- Marcus Garvey. Um, and then after that, like in around 1938, Lead Belly, if I don't know your audience know who Lead Belly is, you know, incredible blues singer. Um, he, um, talked about that around the reacting to the arrest 
of the Scarsboro boys, right? So the the young men who were accused of raping a white woman on a train, um, they you know they did all kind of stuff to them. Um, many they were innocent, but you know did all that stuff to them. And and Blair Bailey was in an interview, and he was telling you know people, you know you y'all need to stay woke. You know you you going out of Alabama, you got to stay woke. You know, and that's you know and that's that's the you know that's 1938. Right. And then in 1940, we have I'm looking at this and it's it's way too small. Um, the United Negro Mine Workers, they had a strike um, and one of their um, mottos on their sign was um, we were asleep, but we will stay woke from now on. Mm-hmm. OK, so that's 1940. And then we have like 1962. There was an article in The New York Times by um, William Melvin Kelly, and it was called If You're Woke, You Dig It. Um, and it was a, a big, at the time, it was a big deal because they hadn't hold work, woke in a while, but he goes on to talk about, you know, why we should stay woke, what we're looking for, what we're looking at. 1972, we got um, Barry Beckham. Yeah, Barry Beckham. Um, and he uses the word woke in his play, in a stage play. Um, we also have 2008, Erica Badu has a song that's is called Stay Woke. Nin- uh, 2010, Woke, um, it, order, it, it, order, <laughs> this is when it begins to, it begins to become a catch-all to describe social justice issues, right? So everybody who's involved in a fight, you know, stay woke, stay diligent, pay attention, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. Um, 2017, Stay Woke becomes the Jeopardy category. Um, 2020, there's a show. I don't know if you ever got to see. I actually watched this show. It was called Woke and it was on Hulu. Um, that was a show. And then in 2022, that's when, you know, Ron DeSantis, that's when his laws start coming into play. So the conversation about woke started changing, but when DeSantis, you know, he, he embraced it and, and, you know, he gets a lot of traction out of that. Um, so he keeps it going. Yeah. Okay. Clarence. I, I was trying to find, um, and I didn't have time. I was, I was about to Google it, but. Before this interview, I was going to insert one more occurrence of the concept of woke, and it came from of all people, Harold Melvin. Wake up, everybody! I know. Yeah. I love, um, I love yeah. Wake up, everybody! And and we, it was a catchy tune, and we were humming it, singing it. Bands, were, I mean, choirs were singing it, but it yep. was a, it was a call. It was a call out. Wake up, everybody! Yeah, and, and it told her why you was you waking up, what you looking at, right? <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to teach a new way. You know, you gotta, you know, gotta teach the children. You gotta, you know, help the seniors. You gotta. That's my like my favorite song. <laughs> and 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 then too, a movie came out um, where it did not have woke in the title, but the whole plot of it. And then I found out that it may have been written by a black woman. Um, it may have been the screenplay or whatever was written by a black woman. The Matrix. When you look at the Matrix and how it starts, uh, this guy is in sort of a suspended animation in this dream state, somehow gets disconnected from the quote-unquote Matrix, and then has an awareness and is now sentient or conscious for the first time. And then later on, he meets uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, no, 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 not Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. That then gives him a choice. You can stay asleep. Or you can go down a rabbit hole and thoroughly wake up. And of course, uh, we know the rest of it. They had several different sequels to the movie, but sometimes when I think back and I believe, I think of black woman's influence, 
um, was the genesis of that movie. I may be wrong. Maybe a lot of letters don't don't write the letters. I'll do the research. I'm sorry, y'all. But still, that movie was impactful for a lot of different ways. And I've referenced that on different occasions because it spoke such a loud message to society in general. Take the time to learn, uncover, challenge, do your research. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so those two points I wanted to bring up um, as as we're having this delightful conversation this this evening with Artina Carter, who is the chief of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the Huron Clinton Metro Parks in Southeast Michigan. She has been just thoroughly educating us uh, on this whole concept of wokeness, finding out that it is not a new term, um, and that it dates back in the concept probably goes back a whole lot earlier to one of the original lies of mankind. If you eat this, (laughs) you will become woke. (laughs) And you will know things such as God knows. Mm -hmm. But they they had a a knowledge that they couldn't perform, a, a righteousness they couldn't live up to. And so, yeah, if you trace the origins of a lot of concepts... They're not new, nothing new under the sun. No. And yeah, and and it's really interesting to me because I think that, you know, we <laughs> we 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 take these words and I'm I'm not a believer in letting people take stuff from me, right? If I if I want to give it to right. you, there's one thing, but I'm not gonna let you take it from me. And woke has been in our, our you know, our lexicon for a long time. And it means what it means, what it means. And right. people can say you can add your own little spin to it if you want to, and you can say, Oh no, no, you don't be woke. We want to be anti-woke, you be anti-woke. I mean, okay. I mean, like I said, if you if somebody tell you not to pay attention, you should you probably should pay more attention, not less. You know, if I if I'm somewhere and somebody's like, Archie, don't look at that. <laughs> I'm gonna look dead at it. Like, uh, what? I mean, because I don't, you know, that that just makes no sense. But we live in a society where we don't challenge things the way we ought to. We don't right, we don't right. really think about things. And so when you don't when you don't think about things and you are so easy to let people kind of spoon feed you, you end up with these weird notions and you end up with these things that just just really serve to separate us. Right. So that's and and that's and that's what it's about. You know, you got to keep the divisions in place, because if you don't, then something might change. And if it changes, my goodness. Right. Especially you talking about the the browning of America, of the of the United States. And that's a real thing. This stuff is going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Because as the, the demographics change, white people know. They know they're not going to be the majority. And so they have to cement that place, as, as though it's not cemented already. But they have to cement that place because if they don't, they feel like they're going to lose everything. So it's like, you know, that win-lose proposition is very strong and very powerful. And the idea of fear, like we, you know, people, the brown people will do to us what we did to them, which only, yeah. which only, which only indicates that they know what they've done. And they don't want it to happen to them. So, I mean, there's, there's all these reasons why people do what they do. Um, but, you know. Well, and, you, and, that, and that, what you just articulated, nowhere did I hear the notion of, yes, and we should take advantage of the, the numerical shift in America. Or, yes, we should take advantage and render unto them what they rendered. Unto. No, I, I did not hear that. But yet others listening to this broadcast will say, see, see, that's what they're planning to do. No. Nobody, nobody ever said, who has time for that? Who's, I mean, seriously, who has time to sit there and just figure out how to torture folks? I don't, I don't even understand how it's been done this long, this well. I mean, I, you know, I got my own theories about that, but just, you know, it, it's like, we, we just want to, we just want to be, 
right? We want to do right. our jobs. We want to love our families. We want to take care of our business and we want to leave everybody else's business alone. We're not, I, you know, I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure people might have questions, but you know, I just, I don't even know. We don't, we don't have time for that. That's not our mentality. We didn't, we, we weren't raised. I mean, you know, we didn't grow up like that. We grew up in a, in a, in, in environments where we needed each other. <laughs> right. We needed that strength. We needed that support. We needed to know that, you know, we would belong to this community. And if you, I, my, my, one of my best friend, she, she, um, she happens to be white. And I'm telling you, cause it's important to the story. So she was, we were talking about this today. She was talking about how she was at this, um, she volunteered for this organization called Communities First. And they have these like, um, movie screenings and they have these events all year, like movies in the park and just all these different kind of wonderful things in Flint. And she said, you know, this one woman came in and she and I talked, she said, no, you know, her, she had just lost her mom. And, you know, she said, but every person who came in that door, like hugged her and, and, and said, you know, I'm praying for you. And, oh my God, I love you. Exchanging numbers. She said, and I felt, she said, I felt just standing there watching that. I felt like we miss out on so much when we separate ourselves from other groups. And she's like, cause white people don't, we not like that. Right. We don't we don't you know roll like that. So she's like, I just I watched that and I'm always amazed at how, you know, that bond that you all have, you know, as people of color is just amazing to watch. And it's a isn't it's a bless she said it's an honor to be present to see it. Um she said, and that's how I want my life to be. Right. And and it's like we don't we're not trying to take over the world. We don't we got stuff to do. You know what I mean? We wanna we wanna we wanna fulfill our roles and do our jobs, and if our jobs is run the government, that's great. But it's not going to be at the expense of anybody else. It's already like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But if you buy into that fear, uh, uh, if you buy into that fear, and it seems like people are, especially young white men that want to go out and give up their life to kill a few people of color. Mm -hmm. That I can't wrap my mind around either. But before talking to you, Artina, I thought, let me look up woke. I kind of had my idea of it. Uh, and there were many definitions all over the place. One of them that I kind of paid attention to. Woke is an objective derived from African-American vernacular, meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. In this, can we add other things like the LBGQ uh, and, and other minority groups because I think people are using this to politicize it, saying it's a black thing, it's a black world, a, a word, and we're, and that that's what you got to be afraid of. But it would not necessarily mean uh, pay attention to African Americans, pay attention to everything. Right. You, I mean, injustice is injustice, no matter who it's happening to, right? And you you can't. I mean, I mean, if, if I mean. Some people can ignore it, but my thing is you stay awake, you stay, you stay alert to everything. Like, I don't have to agree with your cause to recognize when you're being done dirty. I don't have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have to agree with everything, but when I see something happening, especially happening, you know, systemically and happening institutionally, like I'm seeing people, you know, you see people not get jobs and you know, they qualify the person they hire, among, you know, over them is, is somebody who don't even have a degree. I mean, all these things happen every day and they happen to a lot of people. It's not just black people, women. We go through some stuff every single day, you know, all this other good old stuff. But I, being woke means you are paying attention. 
you are watching, you are noting, you are sitting. You may not do anything about it. I would hope you would, but you may not be, you may not be able to do anything about it. But you at least you're paying attention. Because when you're paying attention, you recognize that 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 piece of discrimination is not about me. It's about the person who's doing the discriminating. You know, right. there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with me other than what's there wrong with any other human, right? I got my flaws, I got my, you know, whatever all that other kind of stuff is. But it's not when when somebody's doing something. I don't. I don't have to take that personal because because I know it ain't about me. It's about them. And so when I'm when I'm telling my when I'm raising my children, I'm talking to them about being woke and also other kind of stuff. I'm telling them to pay attention because I raise boys and that you know they're men now, but I raise boys and they, you know, I've been telling them for years. You know, you you have got to pay attention to your surroundings. You are not safe. You have got to pay attention. Right? Absolutely. I didn't say to them, no, no, don't don't hang out with white people. I don't do that. I never say anything like that to them. I tell them to pay attention to where they are. Because if they have real friends, no matter what those friends look like, those friends are going to make sure they 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 know they're paying attention too. You're right. You know what I mean? So I, I think that woke is for everybody. I think it's woke is for white people. Pay attention, white people. My, my friend and I, we had this conversation about the, the glass ceiling. I'm like, you know why we have a glass ceiling? And they say, well, I said, because the system keeps us separated. So it keeps all the women divided. So we can't break it. I said, if all of us push against that ceiling, that sucker would break wide open. Yeah, keep doing that. Right. But because of the structures that we live in, that we socialized in, that keep us divided over these nonsensical things, we are unable to maximize our own power. We are unable to join with and and, and make this world what it ought to be. So, you know, we got some folks who are trying to hold on for dear life and they're going to do whatever they have to do to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want to follow up. Um by asking the questions, question one, how should we respond to those awkward and ignorant exchanges when someone's just trying to tell us, no, 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 woke means this. It's almost as if they're projecting their fears on you or something, but how do you, what have you done to first um, deflect and then educate or try to meet them halfway and then educate? What have you done? So when I did the, the presentation, I went to this, this a website called All Sides, and it's it's founded by a conservative person, um, a conservative group. Um, but their goal is to not, you know, like to put the truth out there, right? You know, either they don't, they say we don't have to agree with it, but everybody needs to know the truth. We can't have all this misinformation. And that's what it, the, the website is about. And so, but it, it upfronts all this. We're conservative, you know, we're conservative leaning. However, we do not like misinformation. We're going to do this. And so what they did was they gave three different definitions of woke because there's a lot of them, right? And that's where I got those three definitions. The one, you know, one on the progressive one, the center one and the the, uh, right one. And so I made sure I presented all of those to people because I want them to understand. I'm not trying to tell you what to think because that's the opposite of being woke, right? I want, I just want to give you the information and let you make the decision. So I do that. And when I'm talking to people, because I have talked to people like in the store, I don't know why people come to me and talk to me in the store, because I, <laughs> I try to have my earbuds in so I don't have to talk to people in the store. But anyways, <laughs> I'm walking to the store and people might say something to me. Um, and, they, you know, we might have a conversation about, you know, like, you know, well, I just don't think, you know, woke is the thing to be. And I would say, well, why not? You know, why do you I mean, why do you think that? You know, why is always a good question? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with you about what you believe, because if that's what you believe, that's fine. But if you say to me, well, I don't think woke is a good thing. And I'll say, well, why don't you think that? Well, because I think it is this. Well, why do you think it's that? My experience with woke is this. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not, I'm not going to argue. And people have the right to, to believe what they want to believe. They have the right to say what they want to say. But like, you know, in this time and age, people want to say stuff. But I tell people, you know, if, if you want to say stuff, you better be ready to hear something. Because I'm not, <laughs> I, I didn't come from that kind of environment. You know, you're not going to talk to me any kind of way. You ain't going to just say crazy stuff to me. Because I am I got I got some stuff to say too. So it's like, let's, let's, let's be kind. Let's be respectful. But I just ask why, you know, why, you know, why do you think that? And I mean, ask with, with sincere curiosity, right? Cause I really want to know why do you, where, where'd you hear that from? You know, where'd you learn that? You know, and it's, oh, that's interesting. Cause you know, in my, in my history, in my life, woke has always meant this. So I'm very surprised to hear that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm not going to convince you. I'm not. <laughs> that's too much energy. I can't be, I got a lot of work to do. I don't have no time to be giving people energy that I need to be doing something else with. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're, we're living in uh, really interesting times and uh, there's a lot of, there, there are undercurrents and there are overcurrents and then we're just swimming and, and, and against hit waters it seems. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, and we're heading into a, a highly charged political cycle. We're already in it. Next year is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. All the way down to the eve of of the decision. You better believe it. And I and um <laughs> we're gonna hear we're already hearing this early um things such as the hostages who visited the Capitol on January the you know, one seven, whatever. And you know, they they're they're being held hostage. Illegally, and if I'm get if I'm back in there, I'm I'm going to pardon. So so we're hearing things already. I mean, what what can you interpret from that? What choices do I have? You know what? I first of all, I thank God that I'm a a, a woman of faith. I I cannot even entertain stuff like that because it don't. It's just I I don't I don't understand how we let people you know, like tell us what our experience is, how they tell us what we saw on TV. After we, after, after the uh, January 6th um, riot, insurrection, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That, after that, I, I went, of course, because I just believe in doing this. I went, we did a DEI conversation about January 6th. Right. And I started with introducing words like treason and, and sedition and conspiracy and, and all those kind of things, because I, those are the words that people are using. Those are the words I want you to know before I say another word, exactly what I'm talking about when I say it. And then what I did with it is that because I had previously done one on Black Lives Matter. And so we had started talking about it. We were talking about the, the riots in Ferguson. And I, and I, I mean, you know, and I said, so we're going to talk about this. This is what happened. So I told the story. I said, this is what I did. I said, when it was happening, because we're all at home. So I'm at home. I'm starting to watch it on MSNBC. And I'm saying, I'm like, okay, all right. Then, like, the Holy Spirit was like, no, put it on Fox. So I turned it on Fox News. And I watched the whole thing play out on Fox News. I was listening to those commentators. And them commentators said the same thing on Fox that they were saying on MSNBC, that they were saying on NPR. They were all like, this is outrageous. These people are criminals. This is on Fox. And I'm watching it on Fox. And I'm like, wow, I am amazed. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how long it's going to be for the, the, for the, the script flip. I wonder how long it's going to be. 24 hours later, it was Antifa. 24 hours later, they weren't there. That wasn't what happened. That was a fake thing. So when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to my folks at work, I'm saying, hey, you know, I watched this on Fox News. And they were like, somebody was in the chat. 
This is not what happened. I said, what? You telling me Fox News lied? Crickets. I ain't playing. I ain't playing no games. I'm like, we had we had a long conversation. I had 150 people on that call. Like literally 150 people on a Zoom call. for Because we talked about January 6th. And then I wow. said, now I want us to remember when we talked about Black Lives Matter. And you all talked about how bad it was that the buildings were getting burned down. And I told you then, bodies are more valuable than buildings. Yes. I said, now I want to know how many of those folks got shot. Bro, the one boy that shot. They they ran over. The one person got shot. But, you know, and what was she doing, right? right? And then there was no office apologizing for that. No, no, no. no. The, The one young white boy that took his long gun to a protest, shot somebody, and got off. That's, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how? what black group you think going to bust down the barricade to get in the White House and you ain't going to have all kind of people dead on the street? I mean, that ain't never going to happen. That ain't going to happen. And I said, and I said, and, and I said, now those people who you all say, you know, I said, a lot of y'all say, you know, the Constitution, the Constitution, half y'all even read the Constitution. I said, those people were in violation of so many laws. I am curious to see who's going to go to jail. I said, but the people in Ferguson, the people who hadn't done anything but show up and Bill Barr wanted to charge them with conspiracy and sedition, 10 to 15 years in prison for showing up at a Black Lives Matter uh, march. But these folks, I'm like, come on, y'all. I'm like, if y'all can't see the, the difference in that, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to y'all. Yeah. I'm it is hard to find words. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to find words about the difference in how and how people but see my thing is i i am I, I think for me my thing is and i just tell my students our students this all the time i would say to them listen you may not change what you do because of what we say because of the data we present to you because of all this stuff i said but when you leave here you're gonna have to make a decision you're gonna either do it or not because everybody knows right yeah right so that's the that's the that's the thing for me. Like when we as we had this conversation, people who are listening, they don't agree. That's fine, but you can't say you don't know. Right. And that's the that's what it's all about to me is making sure you know. And it's the yeah. choice. It's the choice uh, after hearing. Uh, and again, I appeal to everybody: do your research. Yeah. And you, you said know. something earlier, and I'm going to wrap this into a final question because we're not we're at that point. We have to land the plane. But uh, when I asked you what media programs or shows or news outlets you watched you just said no i i don't watch news and i said you don't what and she no i i I go to different sites i read different periodicals i get news from alternate sources because i get it unfiltered from uh the the presentation style of repeat 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 spins repeat repeat spin dry whatever and so you do your own investigation so uh, share with our audience the value of doing that. And then also end it by sharing with us what other topics are you researching? Um, okay. The first question, share with them how I do what or what? Uh, how you utilize alternate re- resource oh. sites to get your information. So what I do is I go in like all sides. I know, I already know, it's, but it, it'll tell you it's conservative leaning. It'll, it'll give you perspective and it'll tell you where it's leaning. So I'm always looking for stuff like that. I'm always looking for, you know, like, 
um, NPR, people who talk to everybody, you know, New York Times. Sometimes I read Wall Street Journal. I read a lot of different articles. The Marshall Project is what I use about uh, like um, DOJ issues and like things about prisons and stuff like that. So different sites for that. And I just, I just, I just read them because then I can go in and do more. I can get more information, get more meat than I would otherwise. Um, what am I researching now? Well, I was going to re research affirmative action and do some stuff around that and Supreme Court decision, but I didn't have time and I'm running out for the rest of the year. Um, so that may be one of the things that we talk about. Um, I usually go with what our my our um, organization, like our employees will say, hey, can you talk to us about this? They ask us about, you know, like uh, the war in uh, between Israel and um, Hamas. And I was like, absolutely not. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> and it was like, well, I was like, no, we're not. Mm -mm. Because there's no clean way to talk about that. So, right. um, you know, so I'm staying away from that. Um, but, you know, I'm not, you know, they'll come to me and ask me, ask some questions about something. And then I'll be like, okay, we can talk about that. And then we'll just, we'll just do the research. I got to, it's three of us. We'll do the research and we'll put it out there. Because mm -hmm. we also do stuff like DEI, FYIs. And so like um, Maria just did one on um, Native American, Indigenous um, People's Day. And she talked about that stuff. She did something else about the Day of the Dead um, because somebody had, decided that was Mexican Halloween and she had to make sure she told them that that's not what that is. Um, so we do a lot of different things at the Metro Parks to um, educate our um, our people. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and just like our producer said, it's time to land that plane. Thank our thanks for Tina Carter, Chief of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion for the Huron-Clinton Metro Parks in Southeast Michigan for joining us to help us gain a better understanding of the concept of wokeness in America. Raven On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is bringiton at wfhb.org. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. Email address once again is bringiton at wfhb.org. Bring It On's executive producer is none other than the handsome Clarence Boone. Our assistant producer is Liz Mitchell. Show consultant and WFHB News Department director is Kay Young. Program engineer is Chantal LaFatant. Original theme music was created by Jamal Ephraim with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Liz Mitchell. And I'm Clarence Boone, and the voice you just heard is the lovely debutante, Liz Mitchell. So be sure to tune in next Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of Bring It On, right here on your community radio station, WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. That's bringit at wfhb.org. Wake up! Everybody, need a little help, y'all. Yes, please.